This episode of the 501st Cast is dedicated to these fallen members and honorary members. Terrell Reber, TK1787, from Great Lakes Garrison. Scott Goodwin, SL52673, from Central Garrison's Imperial 80th Squad. Daniel Morawski, TI14546, from Starkiller Garrison. Leroy Simpson, TI2541, from Great Lakes Garrison. Mike Gaylor, TK8493, squad leader from Central Garrison's 621st Detention Squad. Calvin Deckert, TK2893, from Garrison Carita. Zuzana Klimek, DZ12220, from Polish Garrison. Alan Ladd Jr. Author David Farland, also known as Dave Wolverton. Author Tom Veach. They are all now honored members of our Hall of Eternal Legionnaires. We found a computer outlet, sir. Plug in. You should be able to interpret the entire Imperial Network. You are listening to the 501st Cast, the official podcast of the 501st Legion, Lucasfilm's preferred Imperial costuming organization. Stay tuned to global news from the front lines of the Empire as the men and women of Vader's Fist celebrate decades of promoting Star Wars, honing the art of costumes and props, and contributing to the community through charity and volunteer work. Give me regular reports, please. Right. And here are your hosts. Take it away, troopers. Copy that. We're pleased to finally welcome you back to the 501st Cast, the official podcast of the 501st Legion, Vader's Fist. This is episode 133 for March 2022, and here are your hosts, myself, Joe, T.I., and S.L. 12743. This is Nikki, DZ8397. This is Todd, T.I., TB10078. And this is Marcus, TK140570. The 501st Legion is currently at 14,425 members with 32,363 approved costumes in the Legion overall. My goodness. Our newest member listed on 501st.com at the time of recording is Jason A. Willoughby, TX15399, a new Del Mico from Inferno Squad for the Pacific Outpost. In this episode, we help scouts advance in rank, participate in charity challenges, and sample some chocolate treats. Stay tuned. Hi, this is Stephen Stanton, honorary member of the 501st, and you're listening to the 501st cast. Most of our listeners and members are likely familiar with our Legion-wide Trooper of the Month program, as we often give recipients a shout-out on each show. But folks may not know that many of our units have their own unique awards that they've developed over the years to recognize their troopers. One such award caught our eye that we wanted to share, and that's Florida Garrison's Tampa Bay Squad has a recognition ceremony called the Pelty Awards. Trooper TK62074 was awarded the squad's I've Got This Award, which is given to someone who steps in to help the squad whenever needed. This trooper did that on many occasions last year, including several workdays he organized and managed to overhaul Tampa Bay Squad's parade float. Congratulations, TK62074. And if your unit has some fun, unique, or special recognitions and would like us to give them a shout-out on the podcast, just email us at podcast at com or leave a voicemail on our hotline, which is 585-210-8397. 
Well, since it's been a few months since we last gathered to record an episode of the 501st cast, there has, of course, been several new costumes added to our reference library. Our Imperial Officer Corps has added the Imperial Army Officer, as seen in Star Wars A New Hope. The Imperial Security Services Officer, Non-Saga, which has two versions, similar to how the Imperial Military Officer, Non-Saga, that we talked about last episode, has two versions. The Social Officer and Science Officer are now grandfathered, as they are added to this CRL and the Military Officer, Non-Saga CRL, as options. Our Pathfinders Detachment has added the Kashyyyk Officer, as seen in Battlefront 2, Although they also sport a camo-style paint job, similar to the Kashyyyk Troopers from Revenge of the Sith, they are notably different in appearance In appearance, past that. Our Crate Clan has been very busy adding four new CRLs. Tatooine Jawa, as seen in The Mandalorian. The Rogue Bandit, as seen in The Mandalorian, Season 2, Episode The Passenger. The Cliff Attack Tuscan from Star Wars A New Hope. And a Male Tuscan, as seen in The Mandalorian. Our Special Operations Attachment has finalized the CRL for Task Force 99 CAV, as seen in Marvel Comics. CAV is a Special Commando, Advanced Recon Trooper, a.k.a. SCAR Trooper, in Task Force 99, a squad within the Galactic Empire Stormtrooper Corps. CAV served as the squad's melee specialist, capable of attacking targets in close quarters combat, which is quite evident based on the three knives strapped to his chest. Cav participated in Task Force 99's mission to the Ghost Moon in order to take care of a group of rebels hiding there. The Clone Trooper Detachment has added Clone Trooper Phase 1, Mixer, as seen in Clone Wars Season 2. Mixer served as a member of the iconic 501st Legion and was tasked with protecting Duchess Satine of Mandalore with fellow clone Red Eye. Bounty Hunters Guild has added Axe Woes. Hailing from the planet Mandalore, Axe Woes was a member of Clan Kree's a Mandalorian clan led by Lady Bo-Katan Kreese. He sought to bring his homeworld to what it was before the Galactic Empire's rule and worked with Bo-Katan's Mandalorian resistance group during the New Republic's reign. Those costumes are now all ready for independent GML approval. As always, you can check out links directly to each new CRL in our show notes, and you can see the full list at 501st.com slash CRL. Thanks again to the Legion membership team for these updates. Speaking about a lot of costumes, we mentioned this briefly on the Facebook Q&A, I think. Marcus, you'd have to remind me. But it's worth another mention as we neglected to talk about his TK ID, I think. So on March 9th, Todd, not our Todd, a different Todd, TA6647 from Garrison Titan had his 50th costume approved, an Imperial Combat Assault Transport driver. He also hit his 10-year anniversary in the 501st Legion. Now, what's even more astounding is since March 9th, when he hit his 50th costume, he's added four more to his roster. Wow. So, now, he's not the only one uh, that has a lot of costumes. I believe there is a gentleman in Florida Garrison who has hit 60. BJ, yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, definitely some milestones that I don't know that are really going to be broken by anyone else, but congratulations, guys. I'm starting right now. It's amazing. It has to be uh, have to be very, very innovative with their storage. Um, yeah, right. Like he has to have like a whole storage, like yeah, just for this. Right, and it's not all soft costumes. You know, it's all full armor a bit as well. Yeah, I looked through his list. He has like 
three different versions of Vader. Oh, um, wow. <laughs> lots, lots of costumes. All right, now it's time for our catching up with our HMs, a.k.a. Honor Members segment. On our last episode, we mentioned how Imperial Sands Garrison had the honor of inducting Troy Kotzer as a new honorary member to the 501st Legion. Mr. Kotzer is an actor and director who is credited for bringing depth to our beloved Star Wars characters and for developing the language of the Tusken Raiders. Now, we'd like to congratulate Mr. Kotzer on this historic Oscar win. Troy became the first male deaf actor to win this honor for his work on the film Coda. Representation and inclusion matters. Thank you, Troy, for being such a wonderful role model. Congratulations. And last month, on the morning of Saturday, February 19th, the Fire Force Legion, the Rebel Legion, the Mandelmerk's Costume Club, and Saber Guild gathered at the Yoda Fountain at Lucasfilm to honor Lucasfilm Head of Publicity and Communications, Lynn Hale, who retired last month after 35 years with the company. In what may have been an historic first, she was inducted as an honor member into all four groups at the same time and was given a stack of plaques, several patch jackets, a lightsaber, and a few boxes of Girl Scout cookies. It was an incredible honor to be given a chance to say thank you to Lynn, who had done so much for the Star Wars universe and the fan community. And now a word from one of our sponsors. Are you currently having pest issues? Do you have those wretched Jawas getting into your trash? How about Minox draining your power couplings? Or maybe it's just a pesky Gungan flat out getting on your last nerve. You said people gonna die? Then simply call Dark Side Pest Control. Wipe them out. We are the leader of exterminations in the entire galaxy. No pest is too big or too small. Just ask the citizens of the planet Alderaan. See there, you can't because we took care of that pest problem already. So again, if you've got a pest problem, simply call Dark Side Pest Control at our toll-free number. one death star That's one death star Our first report is from the executive officer of our Brazilian division garrison in her words. And she says, I would like to share a brief report of our last year's actions and the opportunity to recognize and thank a few members. It was a time when the 501st's overall engagement levels hit an all-time low, and we needed to work harder to get the charities back. On the other side, we established new partnerships with publishers and the local community that was fundamental for the donation of supplies and very important to amplify even more the positive impact that the 501st had. But what I want to emphasize is the importance of presence, action, hands-on approach, as we say here. 
On this matter, I need to thank and recognize the effort of the members who were able to participate in the actions during these complex times. This can be seen in our media, but I need to particularly recognize members Roger, SL50171, and Matthias, DZ71998, for being assiduous with me on most missions developed, mostly at hospitals and blood banks. We all look forward to a less stressful year where we can increasingly expand our charity actions. Some examples of our latest actions, all during the pandemic, are Darcy Vargas Children's Hospital, G-R-A-A-A-C-C, GSH Blood Donation, CPC Orphanage, Partnership with Salvation Army, and some of our donations made by new partners. I leave here the certainty that we will continue with our efforts to the fullest to ensure that the good name of the 501st Legion is more and more recognized. Thanks to Brazilian Division Garrison Executive Officer Georgia, ID 13168, for that report. Back in January, Midwest Garrison members gathered to present their donation check in the amount of $1,212 to Second City Canine Rescue. To all their members who donated toward Midwest Garrison's Betty White Challenge, thank you. You show we are the bad guys doing good and the bad girls doing great. Great Lakes Garrison trooped the NHL's Detroit Red Wings Star Wars Night on March 10th for the first time in the almost 15-year history of the Garrison. Even though they've been invited to the Red Wings minor league team, the Grand Rapids Griffins, both owned by the Illich family of the Little Caesars Pizza Empire, for 15 years, they've trooped the MLB's Detroit Tigers, owned by the Illich family, Ecomerica Park, and even trooped the Little Caesars Arena, also owned by the Illich family, and for the NBA's Detroit Pistons, whose owner splits use of the arena with the Illich family. The Red Wings have never invited the 501st to their Star Wars night until this year. What took them so long, eh? The Detroit Red Wings hosted a sale of t-shirts for local Red Wings charities. Approximately 40 501st Legion, Rebel Legion, Mandalorian Mercs, and R2 Builders attended the inaugural event, which included an official Red Wings centerized photograph with the iconic winged wheel logo, which turned out amazing. We'll try to get a link to that in our show notes. Thanks to Alan, TK76239, for that report. Empire City Garrison has attended two events this month to support St. Baldrick's. The first was on March 11th at um, Burnett Middle School, and Justin, TB52503, Joe, TK91452, and Ronald, SL5928, attended. The St. Baldrick's Foundation is a volunteer powered charity that funds childhood cancer research grants. They believe all kids should be able to grow up and turn their dreams into realities. The second troop was on March 16th at Mepham High School. Justin TV 52503 trooped this one as well and was joined by George TK 11710 and Bill TK 20177. At both events, they took photos with attendees as well as several children being honored who were fighting cancer. They also had fun giving some students haircuts. Darn, I wish they had shared some photos of how well the cuts came out. Thanks to Ronald, SL5928, and Bill, TK20177, uh, for those reports. Empire City Garrison's Bill, TK20177, had a solo troop for the King's Park Cub Scout Pack 88, Den 5's Blue and Gold Ceremony on Saturday, March 12th, at Baiting Hollow Scout Camp. The Blue and Gold Function is a major fundraiser for their pack of Cub Scouts. This event helps to raise money to ensure that the pack can continue to operate. This is also a moving-up ceremony for the Cub Scouts as they advance their ranks. 
There were nine boys in Den 5, a.k.a. Trooper Patrol, that were crossing over from being Cub Scouts to being Boy Scouts. Their Star Wars-themed blue and gold event celebrated them earning the highest rank in Cubs, the Arrow of Light. They have worked diligently within their scouting years since first grade, they're in fifth now, with service projects, food drives, helping others via community service, angel family and military care packages, and placing and picking up flags at Calverton National Cemetery each year. Congratulations, Den 5 of Pack 88 Bill, TK20177, returned to Baiting Hollow Scout Camp on March 26th, bringing Mark, TD52490, with him, this time for the Kings Park Cub Scout Pack 83's Blue and Gold Ceremony. The scouts and organizers were very happy to have the 501st members attend and made our troopers feel very welcome in their Star Wars-decorated hall. The scouts had their pool noodle sabers at the ready as they took pictures by the Star Wars green screen and walked about the grounds. Thanks to Bill, TK20177, for those two reports. Empire City Garrison attended WinterCon in Queens, New York on March 12th and 13th. This con had been rescheduled from January, but was still fairly well attended and featured actors from Aliens and the Halloween franchise. ECG was there to help raise money for Special Olympics New York and spread the word about the 501st Legion. They had over a dozen characters there, each day walking the floor, interacting with guests, and doing Blast Trooper for both kids and adults. They also held a raffle to benefit Special Olympics New York and managed to raise $300 for the organization. These weekend-long cons can be grueling, but they made it through, even with some terrible weather Saturday and brutal cold on Sunday. ECG would like to thank all the members and squires for coming out to support this event and for everyone's patience and endurance throughout the weekend. It was a fun time, and it was great to get together again for the first big con of 2022. Well, March 18th to 20th, the Canadian Garrison, with a little support from Garrison Excelsior, was proud to announce that their deployment to Toronto Comic Con, or Little Fan Expo as it's called, they raised $4,412 Canadian for Make-A-Wish Foundation of Canada, bringing much-needed dreams for some awesome young troopers. They'd like to thank everyone that visited the 501st booth, spared some credits, and shared in the fun. Make plans to attend Fan Expo Toronto this August. On Sunday, March 20th, six members of Empire City Garrison attended Alexander's Angels World Down Day event in Garden City, New York. <clears throat> After settling in, they had the usual meet and greet with photo ops and dancing, picture coloring, and making signs with the kids. And Lone Vader, SL5928, who wasn't alone that day, believes he can speak for all of the troopers when he says that they fell in love with one special little girl that was there. Thanks to Ronald, SL5928, for that report. A few months ago, a challenge was put out by the Rebel Legion's ghost base to the local 501st garrisons that share their territory. It was to see who would get the most members to donate to the Red Cross. So members from Garrison Karita, Starkiller Garrison, and First State Garrison, along with Mavoyala clan of the Mercs, accepted the challenge and together got several members to donate blood or cash donations to the total of nearly $600. After running the numbers and adding it all up, Garrison Karita was victorious. They're hoping to make this an annual contest between the Pennsylvanian and Delaware clubs. In February, Ohio Garrison also participated in a blood drive. Between the physical donations of blood, plasma, and platelets, their membership also managed to raise over $400 in direct relief for the American Red Cross. Way to go, troopers! 
Over the weekend of March 26th through 27th, Bluegrass Garrison attended Lexington Comic and Toy Con. Not including those who donated directly to the charity, Bluegrass raised $1,640 for Kentucky Children's Hospital. This was in no small part due to the help of Garrison's bases and clans from 10 states that joined us, joined them, to make LexCon 2022 a success. On the first day of the con, Bluegrass Garrison's command staff had the privilege and honor of awarding Colin Himes and Frank Trigg with honorary memberships into the 501st Legion. Both are known for their stunt work in the Book of Boba Fett. The Empire is proud of your accomplishments and welcomes you into the Legion. On Sunday, March 27th, Empire City Garrison attended the Chocolate Expo at the Cradle of Aviation Museum in Garden City, Long Island, New York. As part of their appearance, they helped raise money for Long Island Cares, a local food bank. They had a dozen characters walking the floor during the first part of the event, interacting with guests, doing Blasted Trooper for both kids and adults. A few had to leave at noon to march in the Ronkonkoma St. Patrick's Day Parade that afternoon, but they had a few others suit up for the later shift and some from the AM shift who stuck it out. They held a raffle to benefit Long Island Cares and managed to raise over $500 for the organization, which was enough to be honored with a special commemorative brick on their Long Island Cares Harry Chapin Walk of Fame. Troopers had a great time interacting with the attendees and trying some of the chocolate concoctions. Empire City Garrison would like to thank their squires and members for minding the table, minding the characters, and helping to run Blast the Trooper. It was a fantastic time, and they really did a great job for Long Island Cares. Thanks to Chris, TK6744, for that report. This is Star Wars author Kevin J. Anderson, and you're listening to the 501st Cast. Upcoming events. Uh, so we have a few upcoming events. I know that Todd and I are doing at least. I'll start with mine. So I'm pretty excited this weekend, although this weekend will probably pass by the time you all listen to this. But anyways, I'll be at Syracuse Maker Fair, which Maker Fairs are one of my favorite types of events to troop because we get to sort of pull back the, the curtain so to speak, and really get to just talk shop with people, which normally at events, I mean, maybe specifically me as a Jawa, since I don't speak English when I'm trooping, I can't really talk to anybody. (laughs) So when I get to a maker fair, I get to, you know, talk to everybody about how we made the costumes and props. And then I'll also be bringing along my droids. The Droid Builders Club will be there. So I I have a lot of fun at maker fairs, just getting to talk to people about how we do stuff. So, and then Todd, you're going somewhere this weekend? Well, I wanted to ask you actually about the maker. Are you uh, bringing some droids to the event? Yes. In fact, what I'm even more excited about is there's going to be, I think, three new droids there that I haven't met yet. And they're going to come and bring their droids. I hope they get along. (laughs) (laughs) I think they're all R2, so hopefully there won't be any, like, jealous, like, rivalry thing going on. But it'll be exciting because, you know, I'm obviously used to my R2, but it'll be cool to see. I know one of them is um, a young boy who 3D printed a lot of his. Um, and I'm not even sure how the other two are made. So I'm looking forward to, to checking them out. This will be, um, we're bringing Chopper. This will be his first Maker Fair. So it'll be fun. That's really why I was hoping they'd get along. Cause you know, we all know Chopper. We love Chopper and, yeah. you know, but he does have a little bit of an attitude. Actually, speaking of that, I'll, <laughs> I'll have to share a totally non 501st related story that at the troop that we just did last weekend with, um, my two droids. So, 
One of the artists, guests artists at this convention that we were at, he had his two sons with him. Well, the sons were fairly bored, just kind of sitting, watching their dad sign books and stuff. So they kept coming out to the lobby where the 501st and Rebel Legion and Droid Builders were to visit with R2 and Chopper. And across from their dad's table, there was a Lego booth that was selling all these Legos. So one of their many trips back and forth to visit our booth, they brought R2 a little Lego version of himself. And it was so adorable. And they gifted it to him. And they said, this is your child. (laughs) I thought it was the most hilarious thing. But then Chopper, of course, started grumbling because they did not bring a Lego for Chopper. And so they went back. They got a little Lego version of Chopper. And they brought that for him, and they're like, here you go, Chopper, here's your child. And it was so adorable. These kids were, you know, <laughs> in grade school or whatever there. And that was, like, the, the the most cutest part of the whole weekend. So, yeah, Chopper does have a lot of attitude. He makes kids buy Legos for him, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> but, yeah, I, uh, you know, I do have an event coming up this weekend, which is very exciting. Uh, WonderCon is back at the Anaheim Convention Center. And uh, it'll be the first time in three years. The last one was held in 2019 and, of course, got canceled. Uh, It was supposed to happen in March or April of 2020. Uh, So very excited that WonderCon is returning. And, you know, this event normally has a lot of great uh, cosplayers and costumers. There's a wonderful big area all out front. Some wonderful pictures. If you haven't seen it, like all around the uh, the giant Mm -hmm. fountain in front of the convention center. And it uh, yeah, should be a really good time. I know the uh, Southern California Garrison and uh, Rebel Legion and uh, likely a lot of the other sister clubs as well will be having uh, booths at the event. So if you uh, are not a member, please stop on by, visit the booths and, uh, you know, uh, chat about uh, costuming or what it takes to join the Legion, etc. And if you are a member, well, you know, come on by as well. And uh, we'd love to see you. Yeah, so that'll be the same venue that uh, Celebration Anaheim will be at. Good segue. Yep. Yeah. Well, much like 2015, where uh, WonderCon and Celebration Anaheim, I think we're about two weeks apart. This time we've got about, uh, you know, I guess what more about uh, six or seven weeks apart. But yes, very excited for Star Wars Celebration happening uh, the Memorial Day long weekend in May. Yep, it's finally happening. <laughs> we had We had some... Some rumblings back in December, you know, saying, you know, applications are open for you know, fan panels and tables and cosplay. And then, you know, more and more, like a month later was, you know, again, you know, don't forget, there's still, you know, still time to apply. And then we got, uh, you know, once did we get like, okay, tickets are available, you know, on this, on this day. So, you know, then, then we knew it's okay. It's happening. It's not going to be postponed anymore. So that was. That was uh, refreshing to uh, to see, and uh, I guess by the time this uh, recording uh, this podcast hit the airwaves, we will either know yes or no to our to our podcast, correct? Our on-site podcast, if we got accepted yeah. or not. Yeah. So for the first time ever, <laughs> we actually we we put through the submission to have a panel on the podcast stage. Um, yep. So we'll see if that get a gets approved um very exciting I'm, I'm assuming it'll sort of be like our our live shows that we do on facebook live um where we'll get to 
you know, interact with the audience. So yeah, yeah. It'll, be, it'll be exciting. For sure. Yeah, it's it's also, you know, very nerve wracking how this has all been coming together because the months that um, a bulk of the planning would have normally taken place mm -hmm. uh, was when Omicron hit and nobody was planning anything because they had no idea which mm -hmm. way this was going to go. So now, you know, all those months are totally being condensed into a matter of weeks. Um, so I know any 501st Legion members that are listening are eager to hear about things like our traditional activities that we do, like the swag trade and the bash yep. uh, and, you know, our group photo. And um, I can only pass along so far that these things are all being planned, um, but nothing is, is solid quite yet until you start seeing announcement threads on the forums. Yeah, the same goes for, you know, everybody associated with the events, including Repop, who who was organizing this, and so um, they, of course, you know, had to react quickly as well when they made the decision. Um, so, you know, the lack of guest announcements or, I don't know, merchandise or whatever, you know, in, in the store, um, that's all, again, condensed into weeks instead of months. So there's a lot more uh, coming, um, you know, especially in April. Um, so I can't wait to to see what's what's in store and uh, what we can all you know hope for and uh, and see it's gonna be a blast yep member shout out so for this uh, episode's member shout out we're recognizing our February 2022 Troop of the Month Ginny TI82247 from Golden Gate Garrison Typically, we'll read the letter that was sent in by the person nominating, but this time there were 21 different notes sent in to nominate Ginny. However, to paraphrase, Ginny took on the monumental task <clears throat> of organizing the first ever 501st and Sister Club's appearance in the San Francisco Lunar New Year Parade. She spent months coordinating with the parade organizers as well as multiple 501st garrisons, the Rebel Legion, the Men and Works, Sabergill, and Lucasfilm. The entire event went extremely well, due in large part to her coordination. She also organized additional training for all participants ahead of the events and had troopers scout the parade path to identify potholes and hazards. Jimmy secured safe parking for members' cars and figured out a shuttle to the staging area for participants in their costume bins. The event went off without a hitch, and feedback from the parade organizer was overwhelmingly positive. She helped uh, put together a joint donation from the 501st and Rebel Legion to Cut Fruit Collective, a grassroots nonprofit organization based in the San Francisco Bay Area, which supports local AAPI communities. As always, our official home on the web is 501st.com slash podcast, where you can post your feedback and comments and listen to previous episodes of the show. The 501st cast can be tuned in via iTunes, podcasts.com, or Stitcher. The 501st cast is an easy way to catch up on a few weeks of Legion news while driving, at the office, or working out. But if you're looking for up-to-the-minute news, you'll need to get it from our social media feeds like Facebook and Twitter. 
Just look us up on Facebook as The 501st Legion or go to Facebook.com slash The 501st Legion. You can also follow us on Twitter as at 501st Legion or go to Twitter.com slash 501st Legion. Join in the discussion as thousands of fellow fans share their passion for trooping, Star Wars, and charity. The 501st Cast is also available on the iHeartRadio app. The 501st Legion is a worldwide Star Wars costuming organization comprised of and operated by Star Wars fans. While it is not sponsored by Lucasfilm Limited, it follows generally accepted ground rules for Star Wars fan groups. Star Wars, its characters, costumes, and all associated items are the intellectual property of Lucasfilm. Copyright and trademark Lucasfilm Limited. All rights reserved. Used under authorization. There's no one here.